The Cappuccino Podcast brought to you in association with Tactical Solutions. For all your tactical solutions, check them out at www.tactical.co.nz. It's that time again, so grab yourself a cup of joe and get ready for the Cappuccino with Constable Brian. All right, so my pleasure to introduce to the Cappuccino podcast the Carolina Hurricanes, Toronto Marlies, Hockey Hall of Fame legend, eBay goalie, David Ayers. Welcome, Dave, back to the Cappuccino podcast for our annual NHL picks. It makes me shudder with horror because last year's, to be fair, were pretty ordinary, weren't they, my friend? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh, we struggled <laughs> last year with our picks, but yep. looking forward to doing this every time I talk to you. It's awesome. So yeah, yeah. It'll yeah, be fun. So. It'd be fair to say that my picks last year were probably about as good as my ice skating is. So that's, yeah. Anyway, that keeps uh, keeps us in line. Shall we start off with <laughs> <laughs> who are the teams to keep a lazy eye on this season? Ooh, I think Ottawa will be one. Um, I know that, you know, it was quite a game the other day, but um, I think maybe in the West side, uh, hmm, I don't know, maybe Dallas again. Mm-hmm. Could be another one. Yep. I'll give you one more if you want. I've got four, so that's all good. Um, I've gone with a shotgun approach. I'm just, oh, what do you do? I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I think those two, Ottawa for me and Dallas are probably the two ones that, I, you know, just kind of, they might surprise you. Okay, I'm going with the Bruins because I think their centenary year this year is going to be a big thing for them. Uh, and my main man, uh, Luch, is back there as well, obviously, of course. You know I'm going to go with the Flames to keep an eye on. You know I am. Uh, the Stars... Uh, of course. And, and also the Canadians, I think, uh, given yesterday's result against the Leafs, where they narrowly lost, yeah, who knows? So um, what about some players, to keep, some players to keep an eye on? Who have you got? Uh, I mean, obviously you've got the new guys. Bedard's probably going to be the guy that everyone wants to watch. I mean, I saw the viewership was crazy last night um, yeah. or the other day watching his first game. Um, you know, he's going to be one of those... Uh, you're going to watch McDavid and Matthews, obviously. Those guys are going to start putting filling the net pretty good. So um, I think that'll be a good a good season watching some some really good talent. Okay, now I've got a question for you. I My picks are um, Backland at the Flames because I think now that all the contract stuff's gone, I think he's going to go on to do some good things. Fast, rapidly becoming one of my favourites, Quinn Hughes at the Canucks. I think he's going to grow an extra leg now that he's captain. Uh, and... One of my picks for a lot of things this season um, is Mr. Ottinger at the Dallas Stars. I think he's going to go and do really well. He showed a bit of promise a couple of seasons ago when they played us in the playoffs. What uh, Now, I know that you saw it. Mark andre Fleury and uh, Mr. Bedard, as they were playing in their um, sort of season, preseason game, Mark andre gave um, Connor Bedard a bit of a tickle and gave him a bit of a trip with the skate. What do you think Mark andre Fleury said to Connor Bedard if you were... Going to put your guessing head on. <laughs> I would have been a uh, nice try. That's probably what <laughs> he probably said to him. Um, you know, the old guys, like the veterans, like Monica Andre Fleury, probably keeping the new guy in check, right? Like, yeah. too many moves, man. Just keep it simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, who's going to be the first GM to be fired, do you think? Oh, uh, I'm going to go with Columbus. I mean, they just Ooh, had a okay. terrible time with Babcock, and I think that their GM's kind of 
treading real closely right now to the surface. So he he could be the one who kind of falls off real quick. Yeah, same, same. That's good for me. Right now, before we get into our picks, let's talk the two big teams that everybody's talking about and let's talk about what they've actually got to do to win. So what have the Edmonton Oilers got to do to win the Stanley Cup? You know what? I think they have a great team, um, but their goaltending is so inconsistent. It's terrible. Um, I mean, they got two good goalies, but they're good at being inconsistent. That's what they're good at, really. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be hot for three or four games and then just tank for three or four games. So, you know, in the playoffs, it, it shows that, you know, you have to have a good goalie to win in the playoffs. Your goalie's got to be right on all the time. And if he's not on, you're in trouble. Yeah. And then there's our favorite team, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. What have they got to do to win the Stanley? Apart from withstand some of the most <laughs> pressure cooker situation you've ever seen in any professional sports. Um, but what have they got to do to win the Stanley Cup? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, with the spotlight on Toronto, having won in like a million years, yeah. they got to figure out, you know, how to kind of block that out. Same thing. I mean, they're going to struggle with their goaltending this year too. I don't think it's going to be. They're not solid. I think um, in in the net, they're going to be inconsistent as well. Especially, you know, they got the young guy like Joseph Wall. I know, mean, I know him. He's a great kid. He works super hard. Um, but he, he's he's new. He's fresh, right? So if he has to go in there and carry any kind of load, it's going to be tough on him. But I think that team toughness is a lot better. Team defense, I think, is is better. Um, I just think the team is better all around. I just think the same thing. I think goaltending is going to be a struggle for them uh, going forward. Now, watching the Canucks beat the Oilers last night and uh, the Oilers losing 8-1, do you think there'll be some shivers going through that uh, dressing room at the moment or not? Or do you think they'll just go, ah, first game of the season, we've still got a lot of pain. Yeah, some, some, some's got to give. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not wrong. Um, do you think yeah, that, I mean, the first game of the season teaches them a lot. Do you think um, the Vegas Golden Knights repeat? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, losing a few chips off of that team. Um, they are a good team. They played well together. Uh, I mean, they're still... Still pretty good, but uh, I don't think that they're going to. I don't think that they're going to repeat. I think that uh, they're a team to watch, but I mean, Colorado, I think, is going to be one of the powerhouses there. All right. Um, who we didn't have this question last year, but I'm going to throw it in. Who gets suspended first? Is it Mark Andre Fleury or is it Jordan Biddington? Because one of them's going to go, you know, they are. Yep. Oh, Biddington. I hope actually someone, I, I think that Biddington's going to go. And I think that I just want to see him somebody fight him because he just wants to fight everybody. And then he just kind of like, you know, the referees get in the way. I just want to see somebody. I just want to see him fight somebody. I mean, yeah. enough talk. Yep. yep. Start throwing the fists. Yeah, I, get, I hear you. Uh, now, here's a tricky one for you. Even though we're only sort of like two seasons in, who makes the next NHL cover? This year it was McCarr. So who's going to make the next one? Good question. I think if Bedard has a big season, They'll yeah. probably go with, with him because I know right now even his sports cards uh, are super expensive just to get his sports cards and stuff like that. So if they can ride him, if he has a good season, they can ride him. They're, they're going to put him on the front of the cover of the of the video game too. Of course they are. All right. Okay. Now here's the pressure moments. Uh, I've got about 13, 14 picks in front of me. So here we go, my friend. The Hart Trophy, the most valuable player in the NHL this year goes to who? I'm going to say Connor McDavid. He's still top-notch best hockey player in the world yeah and i'm gonna have to completely agree with you uh lucky enough to see him on the ice when i was here earlier on this year and 
yeah, gods, it's even scarier when you see them in the in real life. Um, who wins the Rocket Richard Trophy, which is the leading goal scorer for the league? I'll give you. I'm going to be nice this year, Dave, because I don't want uh, us to look, look as bad as we did last year. I'm going to give us two choices if you want them. All right. Yeah, I just think that Austin Matthews is going to win it. I mean, that he's probably the best goal scorer in the league. Um, and I don't think anyone's really that close to him. I mean, Drysaddle's probably going to get a few goals, but I don't. I just don't think that uh, there's too many other guys that are going to beat Austin Matthews. All right. Do you want another one before I give you my two? No, I'm I'm confident that he's uh, on fire already. I mean, guy gets a hat trick last night <laughs> and almost scores in the shootout. So yeah, all right, I'll uh, he's on a roll. Uh, I'm going to go with Connor McDavid, and I think I'm even going to throw in as a long shot here, David Pasternak as well for the Bruins again, because I just think it's their centenary season, and I think they're just going to. I just have this feeling. I don't know what it is. Uh, and last year's disappointment. Uh, for them as well. They did superbly well during the season and then they got bundled well and truly early. Um, the Norris Trophy for the defenseman who demonstrates uh, throughout the season the greatest all-round ability and position. Uh, to be fair, it's voted on by the Professional Hockey Writers Association. I'll give you two choices. Who do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be Makar. Uh, will be my first choice. And I think, you know, Eric Carlson going to, the, to Pittsburgh uh, I think if Pittsburgh ends up having a better season, I think he's going to be in the mix as well. All right. Well, we agree on one of them because I think Macau too. I think uh, my main man in Vancouver, Quinn Hughes, is going to do the damage for me. Who knows? We'll wait and see. Uh, what about the Selkie Trophy, the forward who demonstrates the most skill in uh, the defensive component of the game? Again, voted by the Professional Hockey Writers Association. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean... That was a that was a guarantee when Patrice Bergeron was in the league. I mean, he was the guy who was pretty much, you know, yeah, he was the guy who was always there. So, uh, I don't even know to be honest with you who who I think is going to be um, taking that one. That one's going to be really up in the air. I, I couldn't even give you a couple of names to be honest with you. I don't. Well, well I, I'm interested to see who you have. Not that any of our podcast viewers can see, but you can see I've been doing some serious research this year. Last year was just sort of a fly off the cuff. Uh, I'm going to run with Ericsson Eck from Minnesota. I reckon he's going to do some big things for that. There you go. What about the one that we all yeah, love? He'd be a good one, for sure. Yeah, the one that we all love, the Vesnia. I'll give you two choices on the Vesnia. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Vesnia Trophy, uh, it's every goaltender's or every goaltender's fan's favorite. It's the best goaltender in the NHL. So who, who's it going to be, Dave? Uh, well, Allmark, I think, won it last year, right? So mm -hmm. um, I just don't think he's going to do it again this year. Um, I think maybe Ottinger will be a good choice. Um, I mean, Vasilevsky's always in the mix. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think maybe those are the two guys that probably have to keep your eye on. Okay, all right. So I've gone with Ottinger as well. I think he's going to do some good things for the Dallas Stars. And I've also gone with a guy who, when you look at his records every season, always has a really good bounce-back season. Wearing number 25 for the Calgary Flames, Jacob Markstrom. I think that's a, that's my next one. But you knew it was going to be. Yeah, he, of course. He yeah. had a tough season last year, but uh, he, he's definitely going to have to turn it around this year. Yeah, and look, let's be honest, in that first game yesterday, he stopped the first shot. That's always a good start for Marky. The Jacob Adams Award, the best <laughs> best coach in the NHL. Who do you reckon that's going to be? 
Oh, I got to go with my guy, Rod Brindamore, on that one. Rod <laughs> Brindamore, I mean, guys always want to play for him. He gets the most out of his team, so I think I'm going to go with him. Okay. All right. Um, do you want another choice? No, I'm confident in that one. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with Rod, Rod Brindamore, too. Uh, he's, like you say, he's an amazing coach, does some great things. Um, and I'm going to throw into the mix uh, a rookie coach as well, uh, Ryan Husker from Calgary. I think he might do some strange things as well. Just wait and see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love about, when they have rookie coaches in the league. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it really is good. Um, you get to see some things maybe that you haven't seen before. Um, and best of all is, for some strange reasons, everybody seems to grow an extra leg when they have a rookie coach. I don't know what it is, but it's one of those things. I agree. Uh, and I think they got to stop recycling the same coaches all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, let's between. Well, I honestly think once you've done sort of ten or fifteen years, you're probably done. But there will be some that will disagree with that. I'm sure. Um, the Jim Gregory Award, the General Manager of the Year. Who do you think wins it? Oh, I mean, if the Leafs can go places, uh, I think Brad Tree Living is going to win that one. Um, he's done a pretty good job changing up the team, but also keeping the core together. Um, yeah, I'd like to see him win it. Just coming into Toronto. Yeah. Uh, do you want another choice or is that it? Um, I think that's, I mean, Don Waddell will be great uh, in Carolina if they win. I think he'll be another guy who they've made a couple um, picks as well there. So I think that he'd be another guy to watch too. I mean, he's kind of silent. Everyone doesn't really say much about him. They always talk about Rob Brindamore, but they never talk about Don Waddell and how great of a job he does with uh, kind of creating that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I too have gone for Brad Trevelling, um, but I also think maybe. Tom Fitzgerald from the New Jersey Devils might might surprise a few people too. Um, mm-hmm. th- I think the next one you and I are going to agree on, uh, but I'll give you two choices if you want. Um, the Calder Trophy, so that's sort of for the best new one up and comer in the NHL. This is a bit of a no-brainer, but surprise me anyway, Dave. You, you never know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Connor Bedard, if that guy stays healthy, he's going to be on fire. But Fantilli from uh, Columbus is going to be a guy to watch too, right? It's going to be really good. Yeah, perfect. You've uh, nailed both of my choices there as well. So spot on. Um, like you say, if Bedard's fit and healthy, he's probably probably going to go do some amazing things this season. Uh, but well, he's pre- going to be targeted all year. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Um, yeah. And you know that people will be analysing his game also. So that's another thing for him to worry about, I guess. Um, the right. President's Trophy awarded to the team that finishes with the most points or best record. I'm going to give you... And the, this is in the regular season. So this is, I'm going to give you two choices for this. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I'm obviously going to go with Carolina and my other one is going to be Colorado. Ooh, okay. So I had uh, the Carolina Hurricanes too. Uh, I've got the Dallas Stars as well. I think the Dallas Stars are going to be one of the teams that skyrockets this season and probably goes on to do some good things. But yeah, and I completely understand why you choose the Hurricanes. So that's all good. Um, who's the worst team in the NHL this season? And do not say Calgary. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, LA is not going to be very good, I don't think, this year. Um, I don't know. I think, you know, Montreal has that ch- chance of tank <laughs> and, and not being in that great this year either. So uh, let's go with LA and I think Montreal as well. Cool. Uh, for me, it's going to be the San Jose Sharks. I think they... They had their coach last year, Coach Quinn, 22 wins in 82 games. Uh, so that was last season. They've had a few roster changes since then as well, so it could be horrendous. Um, who's the first coach to get fired? Um, 
okay. Well, that's a tough one too. I mean, all the coaches are, I mean, maybe in Boston uh, will be the one that you're looking at. I mean, if, if Boston doesn't do very well off the start, I mean, they may not make a change after so many years. So we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and for me, I think it's uh, the coach of the Sharks. I think he's probably gone with inside 10 or 15, but we'll wait and see. Um, so let's get to the big, the, the jewel in the crowns now. Here we go. No pressure, my friend. Uh, the Metropolitan Division winners. I'll give you two choices for each division. I'm a fair man. Oh, uh, good question. I mean, I don't know. I, that's a tough one. I want to hear what you have. I want to hear what you have to say okay. first. This I, one. I've got the Hurricanes, uh, and then my sort of not my wild card, but my second best is New Jersey Devils. After that, yeah. See, that's what that was getting me. I mean, I know obviously I picked Carolina. I mean, I think Carolina's going to do a lot of damage this year as long as they can stay healthy. Yeah. And I think that was one of my choices was 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 New Jersey this year too. But um, yeah, I think we're going to agree on that one because I thought New Jersey was. You know, they've added a lot of good pieces, and I think that they'll do well this year as well. But, um, yeah, let's, I'm going to agree with you on this one. Now, Carolina have showed lots and lots of promise the last couple of seasons. What, in your humble opinion, do you think they've got to do to get it right? Because they've got all the chess pieces there, and they seem to do really well during the regular season, and they always get there or thereabouts during the playoffs, which is true of lots of teams. Um, but what do you think the Hurricanes have got to do to get over the edge? I think they need some more team toughness, to be honest with you. Uh, in the playoffs, they got some they got some guys that are bigger, but they're not, like, going to go in the corners and make you afraid to go in the corners with them. Yeah. Um, they were kind of getting bounced around. They used team speed a lot. Um, they moved the puck well. But they don't really have that, that kind of X-factor guy who's out there, like, oh, if he's on the ice, you know, keep your head up. Or, you know, they have a couple, like, Brent Burns is, you know, probably their toughest D-man. Uh, when it comes to like, you know, him being in front of that, moving guys out of the way, him going in the corner and, and kind of hammering you in the corner. But uh, I think just think they need to be a little bit tougher in their own zone. Um, I've in the Atlantic Division. I'll give you my choices first. Um, I've got the Toronto Maple Leafs, and my second choice, well, equal first, is the Bruins again because of the centenary year. I know they've got a few uh, roster changes since last season but I just think that centenary thing is going to be a big thing for them even now with all their social media and their media posts and everything else you can see it everywhere I just I think it's going to be a big thing there you got yeah I'm with you on that both of those I mean obviously I grew up a Bruins fan and you know to see them you know I went and watched the Bruins Sabres preseason game I mean they only had I think two of the regular guys on the ice but I mean you know they got the New jerseys that they were wearing and and I just think that they're going to have to do something. I know they lost Bergeron. I mean, he's a big piece of their team, but uh, I just think that they're going to do something this year. I, I truly think that Toronto's going to do some damage this year as long as they can get some goaltending. Yeah. Uh, what about the Central Division? For me, I've got the Avalanche, which is a bit of a no-brainer. And as I said before, and as I've said a couple of times already, the Dallas Stars. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, I fully agree with those, actually. That's so funny because, you know, Colorado, I've said it a few times, Dallas is the same thing that could be a bit of a sleeper. So um, those are actually two really good teams. Uh, it's funny because last year we weren't really on the same page. This year we're on the same page here. Yeah, which worries me a little bit because it doesn't hold very well for next season if we 
can't pick our nose again this year. We're in trouble. So that's all good. <laughs> at least, at least if we don't agree, we've got some sort of spread. But no. um, so the Pacific right. Division, my favourite division. Uh, I've got the Oilers and the Knights, and you'll never guess who I've got as a lazy third, uh, sort of sneaky back door. Um, the Calgary Flames, who I think, uh, if you look at the last, yeah, last couple of seasons that they've had. Uh, whenever they have a really bad season, they always bounce back to win the Pacific Division. So, uh, who have you got mm-hmm. for the Pacific Division? I just think Oilers are going to take it. I don't think anyone's even going to come close to them. To be honest with you, I think that they're they're on a mission. But like I said, you know they need some goaltending, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if Edmonton didn't make a move for a better goalie. Yeah, um, I'm sure they're going to try and shop Campbell around a little bit. I <laughs> think they both of them got trounced. Uh, last night, so yeah. I mean that's a bit of an eye opener for them. It's like, hey, we need to solidify our our goaltending. I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, went after somebody else to try and solidify that because you know you got Connor McDavid. He's tired of losing games, and um, he's not going to stay there. Uh, he's not going to want to stay and try and hard in Edmonton if you can't uh, help him out. Uh, which brings me to the next question: If the Oilers don't win the Stanley Cup this year, and we haven't done our Stanley Cup choices. Uh, do you think Connor McDavid's going to start looking at things and say, actually, you know what, uh, where can I go? And where do you think he'd go if he is going to go somewhere? Yeah, I think if they don't win, they're going to have to do like kind of like what Toronto did. I mean, try and keep a bit of your core around, but then blow up the rest of the place. Um, they're going to have to make a change in net. They're going to have to maybe get a few other D. I mean, Nurse is going to probably stay there. I mean, maybe not. Maybe these guys that are their stars are just like, we're not going to do this with these chips here. We're not going to do this. So, um, but I do think that McDavid, if, if he doesn't see a lot of work coming from the coaching and then the GM side of things to make the team better, he, when he gets out of his prime, it's almost going to be too late. He's going to be one of those guys that's, I mean, obviously he's not going to be out of his prime for probably five or six more years. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the, in your prime, you don't just want to win one Stanley cup. I mean, you do, but, and if you're a, a great player and the best player in the league, you, you're going to want to win more than one Stanley Cup. I mean, there's yeah. guys out there that are not the greatest players that have ever played hockey that have won two Stanley Cups because they've been on good teams, right? So um, I think that he's, you know, look at Phil Kessel. The guy's a good player, but he's been on a couple of good teams and won a couple of cups. Yeah. You know, and then you got a guy like McDavid who's potentially not going to win anything if he stays in Edmonton. Yeah, um, and like I said, you know, when I went and saw him play up in Edmonton, um, an incredible player, um, there was a couple of things that I thought just from a sports perspective was, one, he expects everybody to give exactly the same amount of commitment and dedication he does, and I think that might be a little bit of an issue. Um, And the second thing was when the sort of chips were down, there seemed to be this real sort of, we'll give the puck to Connor and he can make some magic work things. And you can see the, the pressure coming in on him. And it, who knows, that could be a problem. But hey, stranger things have happened. Yeah, I think with, with Drysaddle, I think that's the only guy that's really keeping him afloat at this point. Like, like you said, he's kind of looked at to be the guy who carries the ship. Give the puck yeah. to Connor. He's going to go down there and score us three goals a game. Yeah. You know, we're going to win. And I, I don't think he, I mean, he's sure he likes that. He likes to be able to go out there and do his thing. But at the same point in time, he needs the support. He needs somebody else that's, you know, going to take the pressure off of him. I mean, yep. dry settles, sure, with him. But, I mean, they don't really have a good second-line player that you have to zone in on and say, well, we really got to watch for Eugene Hopkins. I mean, he's not a superstar or not like a really big goal threat. 
So, you know, everyone, all they do is put their best defensive players on McDavid and Drysaddle. And, you know, if they don't get around them, then Edmonton has a tough night. Yeah. Uh, so now we get to the Eastern Conference Cup. Uh, who wins the Eastern Conference Cup? I think I know which way this is going to go. Yeah. I mean, I'll go with Carolina in the East. That's going to be my way. Uh, and that's exactly what I've said as well. So we are really in trouble next season when we look at it, review our picks. It's going to be pretty much that way. You, you two idiots chose the same teams. Um, Western, <laughs> Western Conference, who have you got winning the Cup? Uh, see, that's a time. I, I, I'm going to go with Colorado. I think Colorado's going to really take I think that they're going to play you know, above and beyond. I mean, like I said, Edmonton could be the one, but I think Colorado is going to going to take it. Yeah, uh, I've got the Oilers, but I did have in brackets. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I've, I'm going to run with the Oilers just so that we're a little bit different. Okay, here we go. The big one is, who wins the Stanley Cup? Well, I mean, I'm biased, so I want to see Carolina win it because, you know, yeah. I would be down there for the parade and yeah. I get to as many games as I can for the playoffs. Um, but I, I I think that Colorado has another chance to, to win the Cup as well. So I, I, I think... If either one of those teams is going to make it, they're going to have to make a slight change, make a couple of different trades throughout the year mm-hmm. um, just to get one or two more pieces to the puzzle uh, just to kind of solidify it for them. Yeah, And I too have got the Hurricanes as well. I think like you said, you know, um, they're close. They're just not quite close enough. Uh, but then again, uh, who can tell? But I think if they get all the pieces right, and like you said, there's a couple of trades here and there, things will happen. Um, I'm going to give you two long shots. Uh, to win the Stanley Cup, who who's it going to be? Okay, I, I mean Toronto's going to be one of my long shots. Yeah. I mean the the whole city's going to crumble if they if they win. I mean probably <laughs> even more so if they don't win. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think um, you know Vegas will be a, another long shot, but it's hard to to repeat. I mean, there's so much pressure on trying to repeat with anybody. Um, yeah, I think that those are probably the two that I'd go with. Uh, and my two long shots, are, I'm going to choose the Bruins. Uh, you know, I'm always going to have the Flames there. I don't even count them as a long shot choice. I'm going to choose the Bruins and the Stars um, just because I think the Stars are pretty close as well. But um, we'll wait and see. As per, though, I mean, injuries, um, trades, everything else can happen to any team. And as we've all seen, um, I guess, especially with the, my favorite team, the Calgary Flames last year, super huge names, super huge roster. We're all sitting there going, well, I was. This is probably only a matter of time before we can – let's get the engraving out now and let's stick our name on the trophy. And it was one of the worst seasons ever. Um, purely well, again, then look at Vegas. They were not um, a superstar team. I mean, Vegas has never really been a superstar team. They got Eichel, but he wasn't like a standout superstar on the team. Stone played well, but they played well as a unit. And that's yeah. why they won. They, they didn't play one guy goes out there and blows everyone out of the water. They played great as a full unit. Yeah, and when I looked at uh, our picks last year and also the two boys from the NZA, IHL here, Justin Daigle and uh, AJ Spiller, none of us had chosen the Florida Panthers to be anywhere near it either, so who could tell? So so uh, question, question for you, though. When was the last time you actually strapped the skates on yourself and had a game? I played Monday night. Um, I played in, in the summertime. I played in a couple of charity games with, uh, with some of the NHL guys and some of the international women's team players, which they're really good. Um, but yeah, there was a few charity games. I think they're two weeks apart. 
So uh, they were a lot of fun. I'm doing a few more of them this upcoming season with the NHL alumni. Uh, we play against the firefighters teams and stuff, um, which are good. The firefighters go really hard when they play against the NHL guys, and the NHL guys don't want to lose. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. so those games can be pretty intense. So it's a lot of fun. But I play twice a week, usually sometimes three. Yeah. Oh, that's all good. Um, and with a view to hanging up the skates, is it coming soon, or are you just going to keep going until you get older and older and older? I mean, I'm probably going to go until, you know, you have to wheel me out of there in a wheelchair. So uh, there's no way I'm going to stop playing. A couple of years ago, I thought about it, you know, just after COVID, you know, just, I wasn't in good shape and stuff like that. And uh, and now I'm I'm back in pretty good shape so I can can handle the workload. I've you know got my my joints and stuff like that that were bothering me. I got them pretty much fixed up now. So I, I yep. feel good on the ice when I'm out there now. So I love it. I want to play more. Are you still running your goalie academy? Up there or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still do some goalie training stuff now. I mean, mid-season, so I go out and help some teams here and there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I love it. It's the best thing to go and give back and, and watch the kids grow. And you know, you can work with the same kids kind of every year as they grow and get older, and uh, you just see them progress. So it's my favorite. Now you got a couple of things on the sideline as well. So um, where's the best place to follow you so that we can see? It's always like a game of um, where's Wally. Uh, with David Ayers because he pops up everywhere. Um, apparently, there was even yeah. once, and I'm going to, I'll probably leave a big secret out here. Um, apparently, he even turned up at a Carolina Hurricanes game once and was turning the crank handle before the game. And was, was, was it a fracture or a break of the thumb that you had? Yeah, I just kind of messed up my thumb a little bit. It kind of fractured a little bit of it on the edge. But yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think anyone even knows that, to be honest with you. I go. was just turning it, and you know, I kind of hit my thumb on it, and still sore to this day in the same spot. So, yeah, that's all right. uh, you know, injury injuries—they're fine. I like them. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, Nick but is, the yeah. best go on. best way to get a hold of me—I mean, follow me. I mean, I'm on my Instagram. Um, David Ayers on Instagram. Um, I got my backup goalie life stuff too. That's still on Instagram. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge social media guy these days. I mean, I do have my. There you go. Yeah, there you right? go. Yep. It's the same as same as mine. Yeah. Um, that's great. So, it's um, yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, just trying to live my life here and have some fun, and you know, just kind of do it the best. I'm 46 now, so I'm not a young buck anymore. I'm just trying to get the best out of life as you go through. Trust me, you are, my friend. You're still you're still the junior. Yeah, that's all good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, looking back at it in hindsight, on that day. Is there anything you would have done differently? Because, I mean, I've watched, I watch it every now and then. I've told you this when you and I um, had a meal in Toronto, but I watch that every now and then and think, you know what, there's no reason why you can't, or there's no reason why you can't do this. I've got to be honest, I often use it as inspiration. Um, And like you say, you and I have spoken about this before. It was a bit of a mishmash day. You'd done it before. You'd been down into the locker room and got ready before and everything else. Was there anything, looking back in hindsight, that you would have done differently about the entire day if had you known what was going to happen to you uh, the, the fact that you were yeah. going to hit the ice? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have done a, a really heavy legs day at the gym like five <laughs> hours before I had to be there. <laughs> but yeah. uh, when it came to the actual game, I mean, like I said, I've been called down. I think that was my third time that year, been called down yeah. um, to get dressed. And of course, you don't think you're ever going to have to play in the game. But, you know, I just kind of put my gear on and sat there, didn't even stretch, didn't warm up, you know, none of that kind of stuff. And I think I would have taken that a little more seriously if I had known that I was actually going to get into the game instead of just, you know, dressing and watching the game from a dressing room. 
um, I would have actually, you know, got myself out there, got a little sweat on before I went on the ice, made sure I was limber and, you know, warmed up and stuff. Because obviously going in there, nice and cold, um, letting two goals in on two shots. I mean, my focus wasn't there and my body wasn't ready to go. And uh, you just need to get that sweat and get, get those muscles going beforehand. So that's the only thing I would have kind of done differently throughout the day other than that, that big workout. And from all of those, uh, from all of that day, I know that the stick got literally pulled out of your hand as you came down the tunnel. I saw it at the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, what what actually have you got left? Have you still got your jersey left? Have you still got your your pads and your helmet, I'm guessing, because I see the helmet every now and then in, in some of your games that you're playing? Yeah, yeah. I still wear any kind of charity game that I do now. They usually want me to wear you know, my game equipment. Yeah. Um, so I still have everything that I have from the game. I still have that. Um, but yeah, like you said, they, they pulled the stick basically right in my hand and said, we need this for the Hockey Hall of Fame. I, I talked to Carolina's equipment guy, Bobby Gorman, when I was down there for the outdoor game last year. And he said to me, the uh, guy from the Hockey Hall of Fame came up to me and said, I need this helmet. I want his pants. I need his pads. <laughs> like he, they basically wanted everything that I was wearing. And, and Bobby's like, I think he practices tomorrow. I think I, I'm pretty sure he needs this. This is the stuff that he wears every single day. <laughs> you can't take this off of him. Yeah. Uh, and- so they kind of settled for the stick. That was yeah. an easy one. And so just so the average New Zealander knows, because I don't, I don't think a lot of people know, how much is a goalie's ice hockey stick worth, roughly, the, the grade you're playing that's with? A, that's about $300, just over $300 for one for one stick. Yeah, so, yeah. It's I mean, the, the equipment itself is probably worth close to $10,000 for all of it. Yeah, so we're probably looking at about $12,000 New Zealand dollars by the time you've finished it, so that's all good. Now, a lot of people will start watching, hopefully, uh, start watching the NHL here. It's on in New Zealand on ESPN uh, or, and very often sometimes on Sky Sport. Um, and I'm asking all of my guests this because I sort of say my tips for if you've never seen hockey is, and I, it's always funny over here because you can see what era of hockey people uh, were watching when they started supporting their teams. That's part of the reason I'm, I'm a Calgary Flames fan. You and I we've had that chat before but I saw Mike Vernon uh, and thought man this guy's the shizzle and that's it Um, (laughs) so what's three tips that you'd give a brand new newcomer to watching hockey um, on the television obviously we've got our local league which has just finished a couple of weeks ago Um, but what what tips would you give to somebody who's never seen ice hockey before on TV for watching it because very often we get the complaint of it's too fast they can't see what's going on the horn goes off and I haven't even seen the pass what what the heat's going on so what would you suggest yeah it is quick I mean it's probably one of the fastest games you're ever going to play especially these guys who can you know skate 25 30 plumbers an hour out there if not faster um, and the pucks moving even faster than they can skate so you know you just kind of keep your eyes on it and then I mean read up on the rules if you're going to look at hockey just read up on the basic rules you know you know offsides icings um, but if you know the offside you know what an icing is you can kind of follow the flow of the game at that point um, but yeah that, that's going to move quick it's going to be you know got, they're kind of going north south all the time um, so kind of keep your keep your eyes on on the puck and on the players. And um, I mean, there's not really too many tips. I saw the other day they started putting on ESPN, they started putting the names on top of the players as they were yeah. each player who had the puck. Um, almost like the video game style, right? Yeah. That kind of messed me up a little bit. I'm like, why every time a guy touched the puck, they've got his name on top of, of his head and it kind of throws you off. I know a few years ago, they tried to put that little 
uh, a little line behind the puck when it got passed or shot, right? Yeah. Um, so that's hard. But, yeah, I mean, it is tough to watch on, on TV because there's no stops. It's not like, you know, American football or, or baseball where there's a stoppage in play. It's just they keep going. And, you know, like I said, it's a save, usually a goal, um, an offside or an icing. Are usually what you get um, the stoppages for and the odd penalty here and there. Yeah. Now, a lot of our, I've spoken to a lot of our soccer guys over here, um, and they're always interested in the fact that they, um, NHL or the ice hockey players, will crowd the goalie deliberately so they can block their line of sight. Um, when that's the case, and I mean, that's just a tactic, it just happens. What are you doing? Are you watching other players' sticks? Um, are you just basically positioning yourself as best as you can? How are you trying to get yourself in the right spot? Well, let, let's be honest, when you, you can't see, is it some type of Jedi Knight trick or what? <laughs> I mean, it's a bit of everything. You just kind of, at that point, you're just trying to trying to survive so uh, you can get yourself in the best spot. But playing an angle as a goalie, the angle from the puck to the net, I mean, that's that's your key. Yeah. Um, if you have the right angles, sometimes the puck just hits you because you're in the right spot. I mean, t- you, you take away the percentages. I mean, you, you know, if the puck is on your left or the strong side of the goalie, I mean, you're going to cover the short side of the net. Yeah. So, you know, your, your defenseman can kind of take away the pass that are going, if anyone tries to pass it across the crease or across the ice, they can take that away. And as a goalie, it's your job just to, to deal with the guy who's got the puck right yeah. away. So you want to give him the least amount of coverage possible. So if there's someone screening you, stay in the way, you know, kind of look around as much as you can, but always look around on the, on the side of the puck, right? So um, it's just one of those things where you got to battle. I mean, that's the hardest part of being a goalie is you never know. If, if someone's in front of you, it's going to hit off your guy. I mean, the second goal that they scored on me, went off Jake Gardner, my own guy's shin pad, right onto Pierre's stick and in the back of the net. So, I mean, there's so many what-ifs yeah. as a goalie, but you just got to play the percentages. Yeah, and I know that you and I have spoken about this before, um, and as an ex-field or hockey goalie, I think you and I both know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway uh, for people who haven't watched hockey. Very often in the NHL, you'll get players hitting upwards of 90 miles per hour with a puck. Um, and I think what lots of New Zealanders actually don't realise is that that puck is frozen. When I show people a puck over here, they're sort of like, oh, that's quite hard. I'm like, now imagine it frozen uh, and it's even harder. Um, regardless of the padding, and I've I'm, clearly I've seen lots of goalies pads, uh, even with a good sort of two, three inches of the best high-density foam, that's still going to kick like a mule, isn't it, when it hits you in the chest plate? Yeah, I've had some some pretty um, some pretty fun injuries. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, as a goalie, you either have to um, kind of like the pain of getting hit by the puck, or just appreciate that it's going to hurt. You know, at some point, being a goalie, and you know, I don't mind the pain. You know, if the puck hits me, I'm just you know, I try not to let it ever phase me. I don't ever show anyone that it hurts when it hits me. Um, but I've come home with some broken fingers, broken collarbone, you know, a million bruises all over my body, yep. concussions from you know taking shots off the head and you know, cracked masks and stuff. I mean, those masks are, are almost bulletproof, but uh, you take a one-timer from, you know, 30 feet away, it hits you right in the chin. You yeah. know, mine cracked my mask pretty good. Um, but that's why they wear the top quality stuff and they're always trying to improve goalie equipment because they know, sure, it's great. Your equipment's great when you're in position, but if yeah. you ever have to move and you're out of position and you take one in certain yeah, spots, yeah. I mean, my brother broke a rib because he took a shot in the rib and broke his rib. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, if you're a goalie, be prepared to get hurt at some point. Yeah, and when you look at some of those goalies of yesteryear, even when you look at somebody like Grant Fuhr, um, the pads that they're wearing are next to nothing. It's yeah, insanity and then some. 
Yeah, I remember back as a kid, the chest protectors that they wear now obviously have so much padding, and they've done a great job at, at making sure that they're they're really good. I mean, to try and minimize the injuries. Uh, back in the day, you know, my dad was a goalie, my brother was a goalie. They used to wear the two piece, so it was almost like a baseball catcher's mm-hmm. um, chest protector, and then they had the arms that went over separately. They weren't attached like they are now. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of room for injuries on those ones. I remember starting up as a kid being like, man, I really have to be a goalie wearing this stuff? This is yeah. not going to be fun. This, you know, you get hurt all the time. And I remember my dad coming home with like all these bruises on his arms and, you know, under his ribcage on his ribcage and stuff. And, you know, I kind of got forced into being a goalie because my dad was a goalie, my brother was a goalie and yeah. hand me down equipment and yeah. here you go. We don't want to pay for you to be a player. We can teach you how to be a goalie and we got all the gear, so yeah. let's get after it. One one uh, set of uh, hockey goalie gear in the corner there, pre-loved, uh, one owner, low miles, so that's all good. Yep. Hey, Dave, <laughs> <laughs> as always, it's a pleasure, my friend. Uh, so follow Dave, I, like he said, uh, on Instagram, uh, Backup Goalie. Uh, if you want to have a look, Backup Goalie Life on Instagram, you can... Check out some of his apparel gear there. Uh, if you have some relatives or family in Canada, you can get them to ship it over to you. That's what I normally do when they come over. Um, and follow Dave on David Ayers at Instagram as well. It's always a pleasure, Dave. Uh, we'll catch up again soon. Hopefully our picks this season. Um, yeah, yeah, let's see what we did here. Let's let's try and be good this year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we don't yeah. want to be in the base. We don't want to be in the basement again. Yeah, well, I don't even think we were in the basement. I don't even think we made it off the street. To be fair, but that would that's a, a story <laughs> for another day. But yeah, so all right. Um, thank you very much for your time, Dave. We'll sure. catch up soon. All right, thanks. Thanks for listening. But please do Constable Brian and I a favour and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next Cappuccino podcast. Real people, real stories.